Are you ready to go the distance? When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan! I know plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. This is Mark from Mark on Money, and on today's show, we're going to close out 2022 and welcome 2023. We're going to offer you some things that you should keep an eye on if you're planning to retire. And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money, with your host, Mark Gilles. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark on Money. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Mark on Money with Mark Eels. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark is a certified financial planner. He's a fiduciary, independent, been helping folks for more than 30 years get to and through retirement. You'll find him today at EFS Wealth Management. That's EFS, the number for the letter U.com. Hey, uh, Mark, what's going on? Well, maybe not just retire next year, but maybe retire this decade yet. This, yeah, well, that's yeah, a better, yeah. Okay. Maybe that's a better one. All right. No, well, nothing's going on. Just, you know, looking forward to... You know, hopefully going into 2023 and figuring out what the direction is here of of uh, the world. Yeah. You know? Well, um, that's we'll the, again, to... I think we're all looking for that. So, uh, I mean, and there, you know, again, there's there's a lot of stuff going on. We were just talking about all the stuff that's happening. Yeah. And, and you know, you get a lot of economic forecasts and people talking about what's going to happen next year. And uh, most of the time, you know, or maybe all of the time, they're wrong. No one ever gets it right. Right. And so... You can't really say, well, you know, interest rates are going to, you know, go down next year. Inflation's going to go down or maybe it goes up. You know, maybe it stays the same. You know, I'll just say things are going to change. And uh, and you're you going to be right. Won't, things won't be the same as what they are this year or last year. So there's always something new, always something different. And, you know, that's really what retirement planning is about is planning for the certainty of uncertainty. So if you can remember that. And if you can properly plan for the certainty of uncertainty, then you will succeed in retirement. And, you know, what we're really wanting to talk about today is, is try to throw a lot of things at you, some things to think about, you know, because this is the time of year that I think it's a good time of year to kind of sharpen the pencil and uh, make some of those New Year's resolutions, whether that's doing a better job of figuring out where your money's going or, you know, doing a better job of looking at your investments or figuring out 
how much income you can draw or being more charitable or being more family orientated um, or just setting up your, your retirement plan or reviewing your retirement plan. You know, so those are all good things to have as we move into the new year. And one of the things that we've we've talked about this before, Mark, but the the sequence of returns risk, it becomes a, a little more pronounced when we're in situations like this, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that's been been throwing around for years. It's something that we actually have been practicing um, for decades in doing because we've understood the sequence of return risk, which is the risk that you draw money off of an investment that loses money at the beginning of your retirement years. Mm -hmm. And the sequence of return risk basically says if you're unlucky enough to retire and you have enough money to retire, but the markets or the investments that your money is in loses money at the early years of your retirement, it, you, you significantly increase the risk that your investments won't last uh, through your entire retirement. And th this has been around for years, since 1994, uh, thanks to a seminal paper by William Bengen, B-E-N-G-E-N. -E and it may sound like an obscure theory, but it's super important to understand this. In fact, we have spreadsheets. So we, if you come into the office, you see us, or we do a Zoom meeting and we talk about uh, how to properly prepare for retirement, one of the parts of that is education and educating you of what sequence of return risk is. And so we have a couple of spreadsheets that show, hey, you retired in 2000 at the beginning of a you know decade-long bear market. What happened to your investments? Uh, or you retired in 1991 at the beginning of a bull market. What happened to your investments? Taking out the exact same amount of money and then spreading that retirement income sequence out over the next 20, 30 years. And the difference is quite astounding. And the, the, the main thing we point out is there is a way to help to reduce that sequence of return risk. And the way that you reduce it is you have money that is in a safe investment that is not subject to that sequence of return risk. And so you just make yourself aware of it. You build it into your distribution plan. And the goal of our retirement planning that we do for you is we want to have investments that you don't have to take money from that have the possibility of losing value in those beginning years of your retirement. Because that's what impacts future income is if you're selling stuff at a loss. So you don't want to sell things at a loss. Everybody knows that. Sure. But they don't understand the, the significant impact that that sequence of return risk does. So that's that's something that if you ever want to educate yourself on or you're visiting with us, we're going to do it, and we're going to show you what that sequence of return risk is and what are the alternatives to help reduce that sequence of return risk. Again, that's one of the uncertainties of retirement. You know, the other uncertainty is what we've all been talking about for the last year which is inflation. Right. You know, that's a big uncertainty, too, because nobody knew about it, you know, or thought that it was going to be a problem. And now it's been everywhere. Uh, and nobody knows, again, what that is going to hold in the future. Do we continue on a, a higher than average inflation rate? Is inflation going to go back down to where it was before? Are we going to have deflation? 
Uh, all of those things are possibilities. So again, they're all uncertainties. Nobody can predict what's going to happen in the future, but there are ways that you can plan for those uncertainties. And so that's really about, you know, retirement is planning for, you know, those different uncertainties. One of the other things that is, is, you know, I'm doing this for 30 years. I know this is what happens. Mm -hmm. And so this is an interesting fact because uh, people usually end up retiring earlier than what they say they want to retire at or they think they're going to retire at. A lot of people say, oh, I'm going to retire when I'm 65 or I'm going to retire when I'm 62 or, you know, I'm going to work till I'm 70. Um, but the facts are about a third of people um, actually say that they can afford to retire early. Um, but another third says that they had to quit because of health problems and a quarter say that they were forced into early retirement by their companies. Boy, that kind of rounds it out, doesn't it? So uh, most people don't make it to the age that they think that they're going to make it to. And so that's the key is that when you, when you are doing your retirement planning for those people that are five to 10 years away from retirement yet, or away from your quote unquote um, date that you would like to retire, you should really move that date up. And I think, the date move up is three years. So if you think you're going to retire at 67, you should probably look at and run your numbers to make sure that, hey, if you, you retired at 64 or 63, are you still going to have enough money and a strategy to be able to get that done? So I think that is the average, Steve, is it's about three years earlier than most people expected according to what their initial plan was. So is that something that you work with people? I mean, you talk about that in, that, in those sort of terms? Well, if you're, yeah, I mean, if you're younger um, and you're looking at retirement in five to 10 years or 10 to 15 years, you know, running retirement projections and figuring out where you should be saving money, coming up with a plan and, a, and an end goal, utilizing investment returns and inflation and savings rates, that's a good thing to know is, am I on track to reach that retirement goal at my current retirement age? And am I on track to reach it if I retire three to five years earlier as well because that's a nice position to be in right if, if yes if uh you know you're working and you're like well you know i'm three years away from my retirement goal but if my company downsizes me um it's okay because i have enough money already and so that's always a good thing to know is i'm already re ready to retire but i don't want to i want to keep working and all that's going to do is just add to that cushion of margin of error in retirement planning and it's going to build up wealth because you're not drawing off your retirements and you're going to keep money putting money in it but it's always a good thing to be able to say hey if if i get downsized if you know, my health changes uh if you know i just get sick of it i can just walk out the door and i'm fine right and that would be i mean People, do people strive for that, or, or are they sort of in awe when you begin to explain things that way? Because that's what it is with me. It's like, oh, my gosh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Never thought of it that way before. Well, I think a lot of people, they don't know what their retirement number is. And one of the things I'd encourage you to do is, you know, look at, do I have enough money to retire? You have to remember, Social Security is going to provide a pretty good chunk of it, too. You know, you really have three places where you're where you're going to get income from during retirement. You know, one is Social Security. The second one is either a pension or your 401k. And the third one is going to be other savings. 
you know, outside investments, maybe a Roth IRA, brokerage account, um, or just stocks and bonds uh, outside of those other two areas. And so if you go to our website at EFS, the number four, the letter U.com, there's great resources on there. There's a great video uh, to watch that talks about, you know, the sequence of return risk and, and you know, separa separating your money into different buckets, you know, reducing that early risk on those earlier investments that you're going to start drawing off of, placing longer term investments that, you know, hopefully will keep up with inflation or outperform inflation in equity type investments later on in retirement, you know, 10 to 15 to 20 years down the road. Uh, and it makes a difference when we go through market turmoil like we've gone through, you know, during the pandemic and this year. It helps you to sleep better at night knowing that, you know, you do have a plan in place and those types of things. And there's good information on there. So, again, EFS, the number four, the letter U dot com. Uh, you can learn about us. You can learn about sequence of return risk. You can learn about, you know, the income for life strategy and time segmented distribution, which helps to alleviate some of those issues that we're talking about uh, here. Right. And you've got very pretty pictures, too. On your website, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I yeah. Mean, well, no, I mean, again, there's... I mean, my whole staff is there. They're all pretty, right? Right. Well, I mean, just on the on the landing page, you get there, and you've got some pretty nice pictures and uh, sort of making you feel comfortable. And, you know, I mean, again, your website's really good. I enjoy it. I mean, I go there all the time. So the other thing to talk about is, you know, Social Security claiming. Oh, yeah. And so that's always a big one, um, but it's all part of of retirement planning. And there's one thing you have to remember in retirement planning, whether it's, you know, what we talked about before in terms of sequence return risk. There's one word that really encompasses most of it. It's math. So it's the four-letter word that you want to use uh, and remember, you know, in doing your retirement planning is it's all about math. So you want to make sure the math makes sense. And remember that you know, it's it's about understanding how all of these different pieces work. It's understanding, you know, who you are, how your investments are invested, all those things. If you have other pensions, all those things take into account Social Security claiming. So there is no one rule of thumb when it comes to claiming Social Security because it's an individualized decision. And the individualized decision is based upon your own personal situation. And so you don't do what your brother-in-law did. You don't do what your CPA says, which is, I've heard this before, oh, I always tell people to do X. It's like, well, you know, are you running projections? You know, no, that's his personal opinion. So don't use other personal people's personal opinions. Use math to guide you to get your answer. It's not going to, in most cases, give you a black and white answer, although sometimes the answer is black and white. It is absolutely this is the right answer based upon the math. Most of the time, the math will give you the right direction to lean towards with you know, high probabilities if you do X and Y that it's going to be a successful claiming strategy where you're maximizing your Social Security benefits. But again, you have to look at it on an individualized basis. Each person's situation is definitely totally different sure so i mean again that social security claiming that i mean that's something that people are um, you know people are concerned about and and we were talking earlier that it's you know yeah there's there's gonna there probably will be some changes ahead in social security 
Yeah, I mean, they're talking about, I mean, Social Security, in, in essence, I mean, and remember, there's a lot of myths about Social oh, Security. Oh, uh, exactly. um, We won't even go over those things. But, you know, Social Security isn't going to run out of money. Um, it's going to have a shortfall of funding starting sometime around the middle of the next decade, whereas there's not going to be enough payroll um, deposits coming in to fund the current retirees that are receiving the money. Because remember, 100% of what gets paid into Social Security gets paid out in the form of benefits. So the current workers are supporting the retirees. And there's fewer workers and more retirees all the time. And so they've already you know, taken that into account as they once did in 1982 um, when they redid the Social Security um, projections. You know, Congress back in the early 80s were looking at, you know, hey, you know, there was a shortfall then. They had to redo Social Security. Um, and that basically kept it to be where it is until the middle of next decade. And they knew that there was going to have to be another change that was going to have to happen at that time. And they kicked the can down the road this time. They, they, didn't just kicked it, they punted it down the road quite a long ways. They punted it, you know, about 40 years down the road to uh, the next, you know, incumbents to figure out what they need to do uh, with Social Security. So sure. there's going to be some changes. You know, I think for most people that are over the age of 50, there's probably not going to be most, um, there's probably not going to be any impactful changes to your benefits, but I think for people entering the workforce today and those people that are in their 20s and 30s, I think Social Security is going to look a lot different than what it does for those people that are now in their 50s and 60s or already already retired. Well, and again, I think that's where it's important to to be aware of what uh, you know what's going on in Congress, and you know to not be afraid to reach out and, and tell them what you think. Right, and so you know <clears throat> we're going to try to cover a lot of stuff here. Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, and. You know, as being probably the last uh, show of the year, so why, might as well throw throw it all out there. Sure. And you know, one of the things I do want to cover is, you know, how can you make sure, and what are the what's your checklist, you know, for your resolutions. You know, we talked about some of them earlier, um, and this is kind of your checklist of moving into retirement. Is here's the things you want to look at. You know, look at, you know. What investments do you have? Make sure that your investments are carefully selected. Make sure that your investments are diversified. So an example of diversification, you know, let's talk about that because some people uh, think differently about diversification. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, they think that owning five different mutual funds and owning an investment over here and over there is diversification. When in a lot of cases, when we do a portfolio analysis for you, what we find is that your investments are truly diversified, but it doesn't change any of the risk. In fact, in some cases, diversification actually increases the volatility of investments, not decreases it, or it actually hurts performance because you're so diversified that you're basically just basically riding whatever the markets do. You know, is diversification isn't owning 3,000 individual stocks. You know, diversification is owning different types of investments, different investments that react differently during different market conditions. And diversification means, you know, diversifying money to reduce volatility. So the 
question is, is your your money that you have actually reducing the volatility in the markets? And is it getting the returns that you need to get um, to meet your retirement goals? You know, so that's all a question of diversification. Um, you know, do you own individual stocks? Do you own individual bonds? Do you own mutual funds? What do you own? Do you own real estate? Do you own commodities? Uh, do you have alternative investments? You know, and if, if so, how do those things all work together, whatever you have, in looking at um, how much volatility and how much return that you get? There's an, there's an interesting rule of uh, analysis, and it's called the sharp ratio. And the sharp ratio, if you want to look it up, it's a very simple analysis that basically says this is the level of risk you're taking for the return that you're getting. That's what Sharp tells us. And okay. It's S H A R P E. Uh, it's fairly simple. Um, all investments that have any sort of length of time um, to them can usually be analyzed by utilizing that formula. And most investments, if it's stocks, if it's mutual funds or whatever else, usually have a sharp ratio. And the higher the number, the better the results of, you know, or I should say this, the higher the number, the better the return for the risk that was taken. So a sharp ratio of three is better than a sharp ratio of two. A sharp ratio of one is better than a sharp ratio of, you know, 0.5. And you can even have a negative sharp ratio, which is not very good, which means that, you know, all things being equally, you've, you've taken significantly more risk for the return that you have, have gotten. And that's really what sharp means is, am I taking an inordinate amount of risk to get this return, or am I getting a good return for a uh, lesser amount of risk? It basically tells you what the volatility of the underlying investment has been for the return that you have gotten. There's a good definition of sharp. That's very good. Yeah, I like it. So again, so diversify. And that kind of goes back to, you know, you should know what your risk level is. And sharp will tell you what that risk level is. And I think most people looking at their portfolios over the last year probably have a pretty good idea uh, what their investments have done over the last year, and are you comfortable with what you've seen? Uh, you know, how's it, how has it made you feel? Those are good, you know, rules of thumb to kind of look at. Am I comfortable with the risk that I have? And I think again, it goes back to what we've talked about earlier in this segment about just simply diversifying money according to the time when it's going to be invested, using time-segmented distribution, reducing sequence of return risk, and all those other things. Yeah. So, well, yeah, all the complicated talk that, yeah. Well, again, but, the, I mean, that whole, the, the sharp ratio was pretty interesting to know, and, and that, you know, when you combine that with, you know, a better understanding of, of uh, sequence of returns, I mean, this is really the education process that you talk about that you take people through in the process of putting a plan together. Right. And, and again, it goes back to what we talked about, which was the sequence of return risk, which is keeping short-term money safe so that once you enter retirement, you know, you have money that is readily available 
Um, the money you need to meet your living expenses, obviously, for the next few years should be kept out of the stock market. Mm -hmm. But also, you have to think about lump sums for travel, for vehicles, updates for home. You know, there's other things, too, that you have to think about and plan for uh, because you don't want to have an unexpected expense come up when the market's down 20 or 30 percent and you and the only place you have to go get it is to sell investments at a loss you don't want to have that happen so you want to have a smart place to get your money that you can take it from that isn't going to have seen a decline in value whatever that is sure well, and again, so as we start to look at this, I mean, to me, it's one of the biggest things that we can do to help ourselves get to retirement is, is find a, an independent fiduciary advisor to, to, to walk us through that process. Yeah, and you can you can find a lot of those people. You know, you can go to um, our website and look at what we do. You can go to the CFP website to find a CFP near you, so to speak, uh, who has you know, signed on to being a fiduciary, following a code of ethics uh, in working with you uh, and can work with you in a variety of different ways and has a variety of different expertises that you can, you know, employ as well, just depending upon what you're looking for. Sure. Again, reach out to us. Um, we're glad that you're here today and, and I hope that everyone stays safe and I hope everyone has a healthy and happy new year in 2023 as time continues to march along. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651 or log on to EFS4U.com. EFS, the number 4U.com.